Well there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham and the Euros are fully underway now. England safely negotiated their way through the group into the second round but against the old enemy Germany. But at Wembley with a lot of fans, Germany don't look unbeatable so I think we can win but a very tasty tie for the first knockout game. Kane has obviously been in the news, heavily criticised for his performances so far, not scoring a goal by pundits and fans alike. Completely unacceptable, really, for the first two games, especially, being that nothing was created for him. Czech Republic is very unlucky. Great save by the keeper. Talk about that. And also, Man City have apparently put in a £100 million bid for him with a few other players at City, possible make-weights to go the other way. Uh, talk about that. And the Spurs managerial merry-go-round. When will it end and when will we get a new manager? So all that and more on Let's Talk England Games, Kane, Spurs, Manager Wheel. Well there, and we're through. England through to the second round. Not convincingly, but, you know, these Euros like the World Cup, Champions League, the, the tournament really starts from the knockout rounds. The groups are all about just getting through. It doesn't matter how. Just get through and get through to the knockouts and the knockouts where the competition really begins. I don't know if you remember the uh, Champions League where we beat uh, Real Madrid. I think 3-1 at home was superb that day. Drew one all at the Bernabeu. I think they were touch and go whether they were going to qualify. They did. We got knocked out fairly early on, I think, by Juventus. They went on to win it. And obviously, when we got to the final, we scraped through to the knockout stages with a, a draw at the uh, New Camp. You know, doesn't matter. So it'll be very interesting to see if we up our game in the knockouts. Be very interesting as well to see Belgium, Holland completely undefeated, looking superb, whether they carry that on into the knockouts or if they take a little bit of a decline, which, you know, that they could end up winning it and playing like this all the way through. Um, we haven't looked very convincing attacking-wise. We've not really look that inspiring if I'm totally honest but along with Italy we're the only team in the competition not to have conceded a goal uh, but we've obviously now got the old enemy Germany in the second round but it is at Wembley it is in front of I'm not sure how many thousands of fans but it would definitely make a difference I think the only uh, concern I have really is that this, we, we, we never beat Germany in a tournament, a uh, kind of uh, stigma comes with English football. Will that be in the players' heads? Will that be in the manager's head? Will that be an issue? Will that be in German heads? That, you know, this is England, we normally beat them. So I, th I think it's a really, really tasty game. Really tasty. It could be a, an epic game, could be a real tactical battle. And obviously it could go to penalties, which... I think, along with the stigma of uh, Germany, I think we had for a long, long time, certainly in the World Cup situation, the stigma of we don't win penalty shootouts and then the win against Colombia, I think that's completely obliterated that stigma. So I think if we get in the next World Cup a penalty shootout, I don't think we'll be fearful of that and terrified of that because we, we've, we've eradicated that stigma, I think. Um, but yeah, very interesting to see what happens. Uh, in this game, Germany haven't looked infallible. They scraped through, but like I said, they scraped through. They're in the knockouts. So it doesn't matter now. Their tournament starts now, along with everybody else's that's through. And um, but they are scoring a lot of goals. So we haven't conceded a goal. I'm not sure that's going to continue into this second round. I think we'll concede. 
Uh, but we need to attack better. It's been very, it, it looks like everyone in their forward positions is so rigid that Foden, when he was playing, is on the left. He only stays on the left. You know, Mount in the middle can only stay in the middle. But the, the first half of the um, Czech Republic game, Grealish, I think quite clearly, for me anyway, had a free role. And, uh, in, you know, a free role to me. So he was allowed to go anywhere. And there were a lot of times where he was trying to pick the ball up from uh, Maguire or Stones, similar to what Ericsson used to do for us uh, back in our heyday. So he seemed to have a free role. And because of that, Kane started getting chances created for him, which we'll come on to Kane in a, in a, in a bit. Obviously, the, the Scotland game is absolutely dreadful. Um, Croatia game... It, the first game's always a little tricky, I think, because, you know, you obviously want to win, but you don't want to go out trying to win and then get caught and then lose the first game because it's kind of an uphill battle. But I think that game was good. We, we got three points. And now that the, the four best third-place teams go through, essentially like a win and a draw is enough. Um. So, yeah, you get that first win. That's a huge weight off your shoulders. Obviously, three points there. And you're almost one foot in the door with this four third place team. Um, but then, you you know, we, we scored the goal and then kind of sat back, didn't want to get caught. But Croatia, if we're being honest, didn't really create that much. Luka Modric is a brilliant, brilliant player. And the goal he scored against Scotland is superb. But he, he's nowhere near the player that he was in the World Cup three years ago who could run games on his own. Uh, he hasn't got that pace anymore. And, you know, he's, he's he never really had pace, did he? But, you know, he still was able to cover a lot of ground fairly quickly in midfield. And he doesn't seem to have that anymore at, at the moment as much, certainly from um, Madrid. But I thought we were, you know, comfortable in that Croatia game. They didn't really cause that many problems. We scored our goal. Uh, and then kind of sat back, really. Scotland game was absolutely dreadful. Uh, absolutely appallingly dreadful, I thought. Uh, and Ian Wright was absolutely spot on on the, on the comment on the punditry. The first five minutes dictated the pattern of that play. Scotland, you could tell, wanted it more. I mean, it obviously means a lot more to Scotland than us because it's like Tottenham versus West Ham, West Ham's cup final, it's Scotland's cup final, really. But you, you, you know they were going to come out all firing, all guns blazing and, and really up for it and really like that. But you've got to match that. And we didn't. And, and that's why I think it was such a boring game from us and we didn't ever get going because we never matched that in the first five minutes. And I think Ian Wright, Ian Wright mentioned that and I think he's absolutely spot on. Graham Soon has made me laugh in the studio. He goes on and on and on at the Premier League weekly you know, you said it about us, said it about other teams, like you're there to win. You know, you shouldn't be s settling for second place and, you know, uh, celebrating failure, essentially. And then he's there grinning like the Cheshire Cat because Scotland have got a nil-nil. They, they haven't won the game. They should have won the game. But he just wound me up and, and you know, talks absolute nonsense. His whole heart all in his head there because he was so happy that they didn't lose. But, you know... Hypocrisy, really, when he's saying about all these premiership players, you know, Kane has to leave because, 
he's not winning anything and then he's so happy about a draw but anyway but Scotland should have won that game Che, che Adams had a, had a good chance there was a good save from Pickford from the right back uh but yeah I mean, we never ever got going never looked like scoring and then obviously Kane gets a backlash because he hasn't scored a goal when he hasn't had the ball uh, but we'll get on to him a bit later um and then the Czech Republic game I thought the first half superb Saka I thought was brilliant I mean it makes such a difference I think when you've got players like Sterling for example in in in, in the Croatia game he was um he looked really good and Kane coming deep is absolutely fine if you've got someone who's going to go further on him we had Ali in the 16-17 season Son this season Scotland Kane was coming deep everyone was sat there so Kane was coming deep and there was no strikers there was no one past it and uh that's where it doesn't work but in, in the Croatia game Sterling was the one who was running beyond Kane and he's the one who had all the chances he missed a load yes yeah. But he was getting into those positions, which I think was quite good. But the Scotland game, no one was running forward and it just looked so flat. And I mean, Kane must have been frustrated. That's why he was coming deep. But Czech Republic game, it was it was Saka and uh, Sterling running forward past him. And Saka, like, it makes such a difference when you've got someone there who's First thought, as soon as they get the ball, is take the fullback on, take someone on. Because it's automatically making those fullbacks and defenders run backwards rather than forwards. It makes such a difference. You had Grealish with a free roll. And, and because of that, there was a lot of space in the middle. And that's where Sterling got some space. And Sterling, I, I've said before, I'm sure I'll say it again, like, if you get the ball to him early and he's one-on-one -on -one with a defender to run at, he's superb. If he has to think about it and... and check back he's very ineffective and, and that's what happened in the scotland game i mean calvin phillips was superb in the um croatia game as well him and rice but like scotland you're playing rice and calvin phillips as two central defensive midfielders you don't need that and the croatia game it looked like rice was the one sitting in front of the defenders and calvin phillips was the one able to engage and start the press where Scotland, no one pressed. And it was almost like two central defenders we were terrified of Scotland. And, and I mean, they played well, but we can beat Scotland if we go and attack them. Whereas uh, Czech Republic, it was back to the pressing again. Calvin Phillips pressing with Rice sitting and then Grealish in the free roll, Saka being able to run at people, uh, Sterling are benefiting from space. And what that happened with the space as well is that Kane got some chances. He had a really good effort, uh, where he's checked back inside. Brilliant save by the keeper. Possibly not Kane's best finish, but he looked a little bit to me in that game like he was suffering from confidence a little bit. There were a few chances where he normally hit it and he tried to look for the pass, whereas normally Kane doesn't need any second invitation to have a hit. But, but then he had that chance and then he looked back to his normal self again. And, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, the Czech Republic game, the second half was a no-show, really. It's like a friendly Czech Republic didn't really do anything. I think they're through as well. They're through as well, so they didn't want to get an absolute battering and, and possibly save themselves for the second round. Uh, but it was a no-show, really, that second half. But the first half, we looked really good, I thought. Sterling, very unlucky, hitting the post. I think the keeper, I'm not sure what he was doing there. Um, 
he seemed to come out and then stop and then come out again. And by that time, Sterling was at the ball, miles off his goal, made Sterling's mind up for him. It was just unfortunate. I think the outside of his burning curled away a little bit, hit the post. But Sterling's getting into the opportunities to get those shots off, which in the World Cup he wasn't doing. He looked really low on confidence, not making those runs. And, and strikers are, have always said on punditry and everything like that, the time to worry is when you're not getting the chance. But Sterling's getting the chances. So he's our leading scorer. Well, he's our only scorer, isn't he? Two goals. Um, but yeah, Saka made a massive difference. I, I'd like to see that team start against Germany. I think Maguire is a huge plus if he's match fit. He won't be match fit because he's played one game, but it's a massive thing being able to play that whole game. I spoke to someone on Twitter. She said that uh, Southgate doesn't know his best team, which is worrying, which... Forward-wise, I think she's spot on there. Defensively, now that Maguire's there, certainly the central defenders, uh, Maguire and Stones, uh, I thought if we get France, Walker's playing as a centre-back, essentially, flat-back three, and then he'll be there tasked with just following Mbappe around because he's quick as well. Uh, but we've got Germany, so I think it'll be exactly the same formation, 4-4, four, four, well, 4-2, 3-1. And against Germany, the two cent central midfielders, defensive midfielders, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that because they are going to cause us a problem. Uh, but like I say, we can definitely win that game. So can they. So they'll fancy their chance as well. But I think we can definitely win. Uh, and, you know, Kane hasn't started in this tournament, really, in terms of form. Uh, but that's because certainly Scotland and Czech Republic, there weren't any chances created for him. And, and, you know, you saw him make the keeper make a save uh, in the uh, Czech Republic game because a chance was created for him. It was a brilliant pass by Stones, I think. Um, but, yeah, the criticism he's got is unbelievable, really. I mean, but, uh, Roy Keane doesn't like England. Soonest was still grinning like the Cheshire Cat at Scotland. Ian Wright, I was absolutely amazed about. I thought he'd be in that strikers' union of defending him that, you know, he hasn't had a chance. And then, you know, the next game, Poland, Lewandowski gets, uh, you know, praised for working hard, even though nothing's been created for him. But it's, we will try and shoot our own striker down. And, and all this... Should he be dropped or a debate? It's not even a debate, is it? He's our best player. Like, you give him chances, generally he'll score. So Germany, I think, will be an open, more open game because we haven't had a game yet where teams have really attacked us, which Germany will do, I think. And that leaves it open for the counter-attack when you've got either Foden, who's fairly quick, Sterling, who is quick, and it will create space. So I, I, I think Kane will score against Germany because I think we'll score. But yeah, dropping him and, and the criticism of him when they were all, all like praising him for last season is just absolutely disgraceful. It's what our English media do. We just shoot everybody down who's 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 good, build them up to shoot them down. It's just an absolute disgrace. Uh, yeah, and our best player. I'm glad Southgate came out and said he's our most important player and then gave him a full 90 minutes. That's a, a Terry Venables-esque to share a kind of thing there. Voter confidence, you're not being dropped, you're my striker, you're my top striker, which is what Venables did in 96 for Shearer when he hadn't scored for England for two years, and then I think he won the golden boot that year. But yeah, I mean, for, for us to go far in this tournament, Kane needs to play. So, and that's just not a that's not just a Tottenham thing talking, that's just he's our best striker. He, he, 
even if you don't think he is in the world, in our in that squad, he's the best striker by mine. So he has to start, and I think he will. I don't think Southgate will drop him. Uh, I think that the substitutions were maybe being resting him and put, giving others a bit of game time. I don't know what Sancho has to do to start a game as well. Um, but again, you know, we're in the knockouts now, and this could be where those players shine. Um, yeah, speaking of Kane as well, um, very interesting. Um, I, I put a, a, a poll out. Uh, Man City had a reportedly going to offer or had offered £100 million and three players were listed as possible make-weights in that deal to go the other way. I put a poll out to see what people's thoughts were. Uh, thanks so much for everyone who voted. 175 votes, which I couldn't believe. So thank you to everyone who voted and everyone who uh, commented on it with their thoughts as well. 60%, yeah, we'd take the deal. 40%, no. Uh, I think it very for me, it very much depends on the deal because those three players were Jesus, Laporte and Sterling, whereas now it's come out that there's another two, uh, Bernardo, Silva and Mares. So from my point of view, if this was me, if I was Daniel Levy, I'd be saying, you give us Laporte, that sorts our defensive midfield, uh, central defence, gets a commanding one in there, and Bernardo Silva, playmaker, and 100 million, then you can have it. Uh, I, I spoke to uh, mate Ben, who's been on here before, saying, yeah, but those players won't go to Tottenham. And then, but that's the way it is. You know, if they're not going to go to Tottenham, then don't offer him to us. Don't offer their services as their, their, their possibles for the deal. Or only offer players that will go. So I think we're fully within our rights there. 100 million and those two players isn't ridiculous. It's not like Levy saying 250 million for him. It's not something ridiculous like that. And he can then say, well, we tried, you know, we can't just let you go for hardly anything. You're our prized asset there. We need something back. So I think get that central defender in, the playmaker in, which I think is essential. I've been saying that for months and months on here. And then 100 million can go and get a striker to replace Kane. Now, my pick would be Lukaku, but he has just won Serie A. He's in the Champions League. He's at the top of his game. I think it'd be very tricky to get him. Although Inter Milan, I don't think, are very good financially. So they may entertain an offer and then it's up to us to convince Lukaku to come. But I think the lack of a Champions League football could be an issue there. Isak, the, the Swedish guy, uh, Real Sociedad, I think he plays well. I could be wrong on that, but he was the young player of the year in Spain last year. He looks a real prospect. The only issue there is he'll be a lot of money, obviously, but that's fine. But he's not the finished deal yet. And, and you're getting rid of Kane, who is the finished deal. You really need someone to come in who's going to hit the ground running. That's where Lukaku could be superb. So they're my two picks. Uh, obviously, Ings could do a job as well. Similar kind of player to Kane. Um, but yeah, that, that's a deal that I'd take and that's a deal that I'd be putting on the table and say, you do that, you have him, you do anything else, you don't get it. 100 million, Laporte and Bernardo Silva. And if they don't want to come, then don't put their services on the table. It's fairly simple. Um, but again, I, I'm not sure you can really make all these transfers without a manager in place. And, you know, our manager situation is like the wheel of fortune. It's like you spin it, which manager is it going to land on today? It's like the manager wheel. And we seem to be back. Lopetugi, I, I may have got that name completely butchered it, so I do apologise, but he seems to have turned us down now. I mean, 
Has Mourinho gone out and, and done an interview somewhere where he said, he said, don't ever work for Levy and all these managers have seen it. I don't, but we seem to be back to Potter and Ten Hag. Ten Hag turned us down because he signed a deal. And it seems like we've never even entertained the idea of Potter. But I mean, it's just ridiculous and a bit embarrassing now. I don't think you can really make transfer dealings without a manager. I know this director of football guy, I can't remember his name. I should really, but you know, that's the way it is. Uh, it looks like he's calling the shots in terms of that, but he still needs the manager there to like negotiate and, and say, what do you need? What, who do you need? And blah, blah, blah. You can't just go buying a man. That's asking for another Martin Yol, Damien Kamali situation where Yol asks for a left back and he goes and buys him down Ben. Uh, and, and especially if you're sort of like using Harry Kane still plays for you as a part of the reasoning to come as a, a managers, and then all of a sudden he's off for 100 million and two man city players, which and then all of a sudden the new manager needs a worldly striker or, or a striker who can do something. I think it's it's just a, a an embarrassment, really, and it needs sorting out. And my worry is that there's two worries like pre season generally for the non Euro playing um, players starts in a week, two weeks. So if you do get Potter or try after Potter, he, he's obviously planning for pre-season with Brighton now. So if you get him, you're telling him to get out of there and then pre-season, he's literally got hardly any time to like interact with the new players at Spurs and, and, and all of that business. So it's been left too late. And my other big worry is, and I've said this before, I think he's waiting until after the Euros because I can see him trying to go and get Martinez, which, I mean, we'll play attacking football at least. I mean, it won't be the dross that we were used to under Mourinho, but yeah, it can literally be four all every game. And, you know, we end up not scoring a goal because we lose our best striker. And then we're getting battered every game against the top team, uh, similar to the Sherwood era. So that's my worry. I mean, I mean, Martinez hasn't been able to get over the line with Belgium, who, who got their golden generation. I know he won the FA Cup with Wigan against Man City, so he deserves credit for that. But defensively, he's not there. And that was our big, big problem last year. I mean, it could even be the case if, if this Kane deal and the two players, Laporte, comes in, could sort it all out. You get a commanding defender in there who organises the line and... That can make a huge, huge difference. Organisation there. You've seen how Maguire's been at Man United and, and Wes uh, Morgan when Leicester won the league. Not a great defence there, but they were organised because they had a leader there with him and that filtered through the rest of the defenders and, and midfielders. Um, but yeah, it needs sorting out now. I mean, I, I think whoever is the manager, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I think it's a two-year stopgap until Pochettino's PSG contract is up and then they'll try and get him again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Klingsman said on, on Match of the Day in one of the Euro games when Lineker asked him that he'd be interested in the job. And Gattuso, I mean, oh, my God. You get a guy who... Whether he said it ages ago or whether he didn't, the fact is he still said while uh, women's football was on the up and trying to like make a statement and, and make an impact that I can't remember the exact quote, but he didn't think women should be allowed in football. And then, you know, and the whole I doesn't agree with gay marriage. And then 
Levy sends out a, a press release or in the, the programme to supporters saying we're going to appoint a manager that represents the values of the club. Now, we've got a women's uh, team who we're immensely proud of and a really good team. So, you know, him saying women in football comment completely invalidates that aspect of the, of the club's, um, the, the values of the club. And then, you know, we, we, we've we advertised like Pride and, and the LGB, oh, LBT, oh, I can't remember the name. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? Uh, let me look on, online. It's the LB. Yeah, I can't find it, but you know, you know, like I can't edit that out. That's terrible. But it's LBTQB, I think. But you know, I should really know that. But we've advertised that, you know, and, and been part of, of, of those initiatives. So again, him saying no to gay uh, same-sex marriage is essentially. In, against those values of the club as well but it's just yeah it's just a strange one that one very strange Fonseca I thought was a done deal and then that's completely gone so I don't have any idea what happened there Conte I don't think was ever a case I, I think that was wishful thinking uh, Potter I'd be happy with said that on here before I think he plays good football and um, I think he gets playing he'd need a playmaker I think and a few more players in he could get Lamptey if Aurier uh, is going then Lamptey would be that natural replacement but yeah it needs sorting out it needs sorting out quickly which I don't think it will I think it'll be after the Euros along with the, any Kane situation and with Kane what, what's likely going to happen is Levy has these valuation We'll end up selling him a day before the transfer window ends. So we'll end up starting the season without a recognised striker, apart from Sun and, yeah, all of that nonsense. But, I mean, yeah, hopefully that's not the case and we get all this sorted and we get an actual good team, uh, replacement striker or we keep Kane and a manager who can work with the players and get us playing attractive football as well as sorting the defence out. That's what I hope. But like, you know, for now, England second round next Tuesday against Germany. We can win that. Come on, let's get to the court final. Thanks so much for watching. Before you go, please make sure you give the like and subscribe buttons a click. Any questions, comments, or any suggestions for future episodes, if you just add those into a comment on the YouTube video. If you're listening to the audio only podcast, thanks so much for listening. Anyone who wants the audio only podcast, you can get that at Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter at LTalk Tottenham, you can find all the information there. I'll be back soon. Until then, come on, you Spurs.